Hello and welcome to another episode of The Kosh Cast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Bernie is here. Hello, Alex. Hello. And Mohaned will be here imminently. We're just like waiting for him to, to dive in. Exactly. And uh, you, he, he usually likes to make a grand complaining entrance. So uh, we're minimizing that just a little bit. I, I Well, yeah, but I hope he does. I what, <laughs> If you had to bet on what he'd complain about today... I, but there's been a massive snowstorm, so you'd you'd bet like traffic or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 putting thirty bucks on. I had to shovel my driveway, and it was kind of <laughs> annoying. And people are driving like maniacs, something like that. You know what? It, it has been annoying. Like I spent at least two hours yesterday shoveling, and there was there's someone in my neighborhood um, who definitely spent way more time just moving snow around um, all evening. Because he clearly didn't want to go back into his house and deal with his family. There was nothing left to do. But he continued to do it. It was great. Um, Mohanad, who has just arrived and is now connecting to audio, um, should be very happy, though, because Arsenal have finally gotten rid of Sayed Kalasanach. Mohanad, are you there? Yes, I just joined. I assume you started. Yeah, you sound like you're on Mars, but it's very good to have you. <laughs> is it uh, okay? You know what? You talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna figure out this more. Mohan, it is not bad. It's a bit like when Sidlo calls into the Guardian to to give a five minute uh, review well, of La Liga. <laughs> say, all I can say is that I might sound like him, but you're not gonna get the insight. Ah, uh, <laughs> I, I was hoping as the only person who watches Barcelona, <laughs> you can give us something. <laughs> well, that was that was pre Messi leaving, but you know. True, true. Um, yeah, no, Mo, we, we were just uh, we we're just about to talk about how Arsenal have finally gotten rid of Sead Kalasnach, which is a, a glorious day. Okay, how does this sound? Do I sound better? Yes, quiet, but much clearer. All right, there we go. All right, just max up any kind of volume control that you possibly have, I suppose. That, that, that would be my throat. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, that's always at max. <laughs> um, yes, so Kalasnach is leaving. I mean, that is a great place to start. I mean, we don't need him anymore because we don't need Ozil's bodyguard. Like, Ozil's gone. Yeah. So, time to sell. And, and Gabriel Magalhaes can, can defend himself, as, as we know. Correct. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny. There's just, like, years of bad transfer policy ends up in clubs just, like, paying people to sod off. <laughs> it's, I think it's going to happen increasingly as the, the difference between the Premier League and other leagues increases financially. Like... It, no one else can afford these gits, so the Premier League yeah. teams are just going to have to, you know, bribe them to leave. To be fair, it's like Arsene Wenger just predicted a while back with, with, you know, saying players are going to a lot more run down their contracts so they can get signing on bonuses and get larger wages. And I think we're seeing it with transfer news right now. It's almost like the fees are less of an issue and it's all talk about can we afford the wages for this player and is he worth these wages? You know what I mean? It's even agent fees now are almost more of a talking point even than just the transfer to the club. It's it's kind of changing um, quite drastically how transfers, how you look at transfers financially, at least. I mean, you look at it from Juventus' point of view, right? Like, they went years with free transfers that we all thought were great. And I think the Italian tax law changed, which helped them attract players. And now they're like, Ramsey, get out of my club. Rabio, <laughs> Rabio, get out of my club. <laughs> the a couple others. Well, I mean, even Ronaldo, they had to ship him out because they were like, we can't afford this mess anymore. So, it, yeah, you're right. You're right. Wages well, are becoming is, really important. 
the problem is when you give players these large contracts for four years and a lot of money, a lot of clubs give it to them because they're expecting a lot in the first year. Fine. And you might get it. But then by year two, three and four, you're just like, this is not worth it anymore. Right. Like who can predict or guarantee the consistency from that player for those four years? That, that's the hard part. Because I think the first year or two where you get what you expect, you're happy. But then you're on 300,000 and you're always injured or you're not in it anymore or no one wants you. That's when it gets tricky. Mm. I, th- I think that's right. And I think because of that, from both a player and a club perspective, we might start seeing shorter contracts. Because that's like right. the, the, the years of, of like six-year deals and what have you, I think uh, are coming to an end because players are going to want more flexibility. If, if they know that if they sign this big deal, it's going to be basically impossible for them to move in a couple of years if right. they want to. That there's less incentive to do that, and and you know, frankly, for clubs, they, they just can't afford these contracts anymore in a post post COVID kind of era. So, yeah, I think we might start seeing like two year deals, three years max. Kind of I, thing. I think I think to your point as well. There's two points there that I thought of when you said that. Is one is we're seeing a lot more loan to buy or loan with an option to buy or with a you know a must buy or whatever. I think we're seeing a lot more of that because again, clubs are risk averse when it comes to. Buying financially right now they just are compared to the money they used to just throw around earlier so they want to almost see the player for six months or a year first and then kind of make a decision on him so we're seeing that trend the other trend we're seeing as well is release clauses like like you said a player who signs a four-year contract might feel i'm never going to get out of here if it goes south which do i expect you know you start to see players like chris wood with release clauses. like are you serious <laughs> you man so, i love the interview with chris wood where he was like i really never thought anyone would pay this <laughs> Neither did we, Chris. Neither did we. <laughs> I think, I think, I think, isn't he from New Zealand? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think New Zealand just has like a trade. Or what is it? Not a deficit. What's the opposite of a deficit right now? Surplus. A trade. Yeah, I think New Zealand just got a trade surplus just from this deal. 20 million for Chris Wood. <laughs> yeah. Jacinda is like, <laughs> add this to the budget. What a great contribution <laughs> to GDP. <laughs> Uh, will he score any goals for Newcastle though that's the question man speaking of which Burnley are really cracking me up at the moment I mean they've always been a funny club um, but the fact that they've already had like four games postponed and now they're just postponing more because like presumably they want to try and get a replacement in for Chris Wood and uh, and Corne is away at the uh, uh, African Cup of Nations they're they're postponing um, games that are being replayed for postponements Yes. <laughs> so, like, I mean, it just it can't get funnier. That's like, it's like we're gonna postpone this game, and then we're gonna postpone it again. So basically, wait till after combinations over. You know, a little bit of the Liverpool style, and then you're right. I mean, what what striker are Burnley gonna get in? Really, that's uh, gonna score them twenty goals until the end of the season. It's not gonna happen. Chris They've Wood wasn't getting twenty with... goals. <laughs> no, no. Chris Wood only ever got ten, so that's all they need. But um. They were linked with Benteke, but like it's hard to see Palace like letting him go unless they can sign someone else. And then they were also linked with Origi on loan, which again, like you could maybe see that happening at the end of January when Salah Mane are back. But still, Origi like shows up in some important moments for Liverpool. If I were them, I would let, let it happen. He hasn't even he hasn't even played while Salah and Mane are gone. I don't think he's even played him. Not yet. It's, no. it's been Firmino and Minamino and Jota. I. I, I think we should go. He, there should be a return for Daniel Sturridge to the to the Premier League. Yes. Did he just sign something? Someone posted something about him recently. Uh, he probably designed a new coat or something. 
No, no, he's he signed. I think in Turkey, he signed something. Oh, this is jo- like, Jordan. Jordan. Um, Jordan. I, well, I'm gonna call him. Yeah, jo- Jordan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How sad. How sad. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I mean, it's not his fault. Like, it's not, this is his level. It's just like Bournemouth went in and, and smashed the transfer record for him. Like, I don't know for what for like for one nutmeg that he did for Liverpool one time. Like, yeah. Is then it, New, Newcastle put that guy in charge of their transfers. To, to that point, <laughs> is it any surprise that he did all that nonsense with uh, eBay and there was Solanke, right, yep. with yep. him? Yep. And there was another one, which I can't remember. Um, and now 20 million on Chris Wood. Like, is it, <laughs> well, <laughs> We should have seen I, this coming. <laughs> I remember the time when we were potting and we were talking about how Liverpool just got handed 50 million for absolute draws. Mm-hmm. And it yes. was just infuriating. Rian Brewster, Solanke, yes. and Ibe. Ibe. There we go. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, and it does just show the value of just like, give your youth players just a bit of exposure in the Premier League. Not a lot. Because even if they're not very good, yeah, well, in, in fact, yeah, deliberately not a lot. Just enough so that people are like, oh, that's a Premier League player. And then their value is worth like 10 million more than it was the day before. It, it has to be at the hype where like you play him a couple of games in the Cups he scores for two games running and then never play him again. <laughs> this is the last thing you remember. Yep. And then the problem is if you overplay him, you start to see the average performance and you're like, okay, maybe not anymore. You know what I mean? Like, like in Ketia. Yep. He kept him for too long. No one cares anymore. <laughs> correct. That is 100% correct. But in Ketia is even a different example because Rian Brewster didn't do a damn thing. <laughs> yeah. He has a Champions League medal. I don't even think Solanke scored a goal. <laughs> with, with Solanke, his agent played a blinder because it was Chelsea's Liverpool, right? Yep. <laughs> and so it was like, ooh, the big boys want him, want, fought for him. <laughs> we need that. <laughs> well, Sturridge did the same thing, remember? Like Sturridge was at Chelsea, then then Liverpool. But he scored goals at Bolton. But he, that's true. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. No, it is amazing. Um, Bernie, uh, two things. One, Man United doing anything in the transfer window or no? And uh, two, are Nigeria going to win the African Cup of Nations? I would ask uh, one, but obviously Egypt are not. Let, let me say this. There's a better chance of Nigeria winning the African Cup of Nations. Actually, that's not even that far-fetched a statement. But <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Nigeria better win the Cup of Nations than Man United have a chance of doing anything in the transfer window. Or I rather, I have more faith in Nigeria and South Nations than United doing anything transfer window. Let me let me say that. Third time's a charm. Fair enough. Mohamed, uh, how did you feel about um, Egypt's loss to Nigeria? Uh, you know, saw it, like not like saw it coming. Like it was gonna always be a tough game. I mean, the second game with Egypt, I think it was like Sierra Leone or whoever, and we barely beat them one 0 Like it's just not a good generation right now. I mean, Salah just creates a lot of like hype around the Egyptian team. If he wasn't there, it would just be a very average generation, unfortunately, coming through. So, you know, and Nigeria handed Egypt their first loss in like 18 matches of the AFCON group stages. Like that's how dominant we used to be. It's just not it right now. And it's it's actually funny. Like you watch the like I watch the Egypt games and they're just dire. Like there's not anything happening. No, I, I don't think you know, Nigeria looked so strong regardless of how poor Egypt were. Even in the second game, Nigeria looked good. I think, you know, probably favorites, I'd say, from kind of what we saw uh, this tournament. I, I'd say so far, Nigeria favorites, just the, the way they're playing. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, like, I haven't, I don't have, wouldn't say I'd seen a stronger performance than that. I think you'd still have to put Algeria and then just for, like, because I think they're defending champions from not They mistaken. are, but they're like, they're going to go out, they're, man. They're not even going to qualify for yeah. the group. 
Yeah, I, see, I, this is the uh, emotional protection in me where I'm trying to find someone better. Uh, so I, I, I'm still gonna say they'll get out and then do something. But if if Algeria don't make it out, Nigeria really does become the strongest contender. You can say Ivory Coast because they have talent, but like Serge Aurier gets to play in goal sometimes. So that that's <laughs> that's, that's not. <laughs> I'll take my chances against if if I have, if Nigeria play Cote d'Ivoire and Serge Aurier is in goal, just shoot right, <laughs> just shoot well, from anywhere. He's got a clean, hundred percent clean sheet record so far. <laughs> The AFCON is really an interesting tournament because it's got such a wide range of yes. what you're going to see, what you're going to get. You get brilliant like rocket shots from outside the box and team goals, and then you get unbelievable like random stuff that happens, like you know, Oyeng goal and bubbles and keepers spilling. Like it's so much entertainment because you just have no idea what you're going to get in the same game. Yeah, you get, you get so much entertainment, and then you get the racism from the uh, broadcasters who are. Who are always like, oh, this is such a farce. It's like, and then did you see the clip of the uh, the, the woman? I forget her name. But I think it's an African woman who was like, yep. well, this happened in La Liga. This happened in, in, the, in Bundesliga. It's like, huh? But this, okay. is, this is what racism. This is what racism looks like in today's society. You don't have to be, you know, racist by you know saying that, you know, straight up. It's just like sometimes it's under there bubbling and it comes out in little things that you don't yep. notice. You know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like. It's like people are waiting for it with the yeah. African Cup of Nations. And so, whereas, you know, they pretend to be surprised when it happens elsewhere. But, you know, football is one of the most corrupt games in the world. It is literally corrupt everywhere, you know. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But people will, will are more likely to bring it up when it comes to African Cup of Nations. And, and like, the referee well, because... who, who potentially had a heat stroke and, and blew up, <laughs> you know, too early. Like, it's, it just gives people the opportunity, right? Yeah, and, and also, like, the, the fact is... It, it affects people because it ruins or it comes in the middle of their beloved Premier League or La Liga or Champions League, you know, whatever. And mainly the Premier League kind of season. And that's kind of what rubs them the wrong way. They miss their best. You know, it's funny. Like, your best players are African. You love them. You're like, oh, my God, I'm so upset that we're missing them. But then you turn around and you make fun of what they hold so dearly, which is representing their country, playing for their, mm-hmm. you know, um, your, their, their teams and their nation. So this doesn't... Again, it's like they're great as long as they're doing what I want and then not so great when they're going off doing their own thing. Absolutely. And I'll add that what's what's really interesting to me is, and I know things happen. and A lot of wild things do happen in Afghan. Like, I, I don't want to dismiss it as a thing that doesn't happen. But I'll say this. I enjoy the AFCON as football in its natural form. There are tactics, absolutely. Like, people always say there's no, there's like, the European game is more this and more that. The same way we go at Copa America, there are tactics, but there is that raw, I think, randomness that I enjoy in football, like as if you were playing. Yeah, like, right. And it's just, it's just in its raw, most enjoyable form to me, where it's like literally in someone's head, he goes, 50 yards, I'm going to shoot this ball. Like, <laughs> it happens in the Premier League, you see it all the time. But like, it's this, like, I, it, it almost feels like when you were playing and you're like, I'm going to go for it here. It doesn't make any sense, but I'm going to try it anyway. I, I love it. I love it, love it, yeah. love it. There's more freedom, for sure. The, the, part, the part that I love, and it can seem a bit stereotypical, but when I watch AFCON, I do love the raw power that teams sometimes have. And it's not a negative thing to say. It's like, I love watching, like, just, it's great football, but it's also so powerful. There's a lot of, you know, there's strength, there's power, there's space. And that's also fun to watch a lot of the times. And, like, it's funny, you watch, like, Amaras and Asala, 
you know, and it, it's true. You're literally up against the left back that plays locally in like Sierra Leone or whatever for some team in that local league. And he is, you know, he has him in his pocket. Like, it's like, how is this happening? You know what I mean? <laughs> there's, there's a saying, um, like in, in Nigeria, like we say, if you miss the ball, don't miss the man. And mm-hmm. a lot of the time that happens. But there's also something I heard recently where someone said, ah, Salah, they, they chewing gum his leg. Where it's like, you know, you kick him so hard, you know, when the like, break your leg and it goes like this, like, like, it gets like, this is a mentality of who, where do you think you're going? <laughs> and I, lo- I absolutely adore it. I adore it. I, I will say the South American qualifiers, they have a similar mentality. Like, they just kick the <laughs> shit out of each other. And, well, yeah, and... you, just, you just have Gary Medell running around bulldozing <laughs> people's knees. And I will say, like, the South American qualifiers, they do come in for some of the same treatment from, from like, Premier League fans because yep. players will go over there and come back and be injured for three months and then recover just in time to go back to the qualifiers. <laughs> yeah. Like, people are very unhappy about that, too. Did you see well, that the, the, someone the, the came South up with an idea? Sorry, oh, so I was going to say, someone came up with the idea that we should have, you know how they're trying to do, like, this... I don't know. The Euros take too much attention. They're like, we should have a combined forces mini tournaments of AFCON and Copa America <laughs> in January and have the most fun they could ever have. Imagine. It would, I mean, it would be amazing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like pretty down for those kind of combined tournaments. Maybe it's just like a one-off. But also like those continents, if you go back, you know, millions of years, those continents were joined before they were split mm, up. Good so. point. Well, you can just have a Patagonia FC. <laughs> it's, a, it's a paleo tournament. <laughs> um, speaking of, I was going to say speaking of dinosaurs, but that, that's a bit harsh on Duncan Ferguson. Um, he has been appointed um, interim manager of Everton. Again. Again. Yeah, again. <laughs> <laughs> like his LinkedIn is like, whatever he does, interim Everton manager. Whatever he does, interim. It's like, how many times are you holding that position every year? He is the goose hitting of his age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they love him, apparently. The players love him. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, they're probably terrified. I don't know that they would say anything else, but. Um, I love it for him. I, I, I love it for him. Like, I, I think this is what Everton need to be. Like, stop trying to be Arsenal Wenger, <laughs> like, mm. all continental. Be agricultural. This is I, what you I agree. need to be. I agree. And I, 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 I think... like that. Is that the opposite of continental? I don't know. <laughs> That's very good. I've never heard that before. Yeah. There's no there's no agriculture in Europe. Be a farmer team. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Trying to oh, be a pavement good. cafe. That's good. That's good. But but it is true that I like last time Duncan Ferguson took over, he got them four four two whipping balls mm-hmm. into the box and he will do exactly the same thing and he's got the players to do it because you get like Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison stick them in the box they're both really good in the air Demaray Gray Andros Townsend whip the ball in Bob's your uncle they might just survive yeah it's I think also sense. on the kind of on the striker kind of human scale the end of the ranges are a Duncan Ferguson and a Donald Calvert-Lewin like just so far apart on that range it's hilarious <laughs> to see them work together can you imagine like Dominic Calvert Lewin like coming into training after a photo shoot and then Duncan Ferguson being like, What? <laughs> <laughs> I actually so, so they're what they're they're the rumors are they want to add Rooney to the mix? Yeah, I mean I, it strikes me that 
if Rooney was going to come, I don't know why they would necessarily need Ferguson like as an interim because I I feel like that would happen fairly quickly. But Rooney's in a tricky situation because like he's doing really well with Derby and might because Derby are in so much trouble, he might feel some responsibility to try and see the season through. But equally, like Everton would be a massive gig for him. Hmm. If if I'm Rooney, I even though Derby seems very shit. You have a lot of goodwill from the press, from, you know, locals. Like, I think the whole world looks at Rooney and goes, even if you get relegated, you're doing a good job because of 21 point deduction. Like, I think what he, a manager needs to have goodwill going to his next job and like a sustained amount of goodwill. Let the season play out. You're going to be a hero no matter what. Then you can go wherever you want to go on your own terms, which maybe everything's maybe somewhere else. It sounded a little bit like, I don't know. All I can think of was Colleen Rooney there when you said, "Darby's really fit, but please don't do it." It just sounded like, it sounded like something she would say to Rooney. I mean, yeah. For context, so with that point deduction, they are they have fourteen points. They're five points off, well, six points off of safety, and they've won four of the last five. Like it's very impressive. Mm-hmm. And they don't have any players. <laughs> yeah. And they tried to loan some players in the, in the EFL, like, nope, <laughs> we're not allowing you to do shit. Like, they have a transfer ban. They can't even do free transfers anymore. <laughs> like, Wait, I, I mean, if this has already happened and I don't know about it, I apologize. But if they get, if Derby get COVID, like, it's, it's fucking over, man. Yeah. Yeah, they can go down the Burnley, Burnley route. Be like, listen, we're not in the rotation <laughs> anymore. We're not going to play a single game. This is it. Stop the oh, count. Yeah. <laughs> you can't relegate us if we never play. Speaking of uh, transfer bans, Marseille got an official transfer ban, I think. I'm not mistaken. Is it? Yeah, it's official. I, I, I heard it's official. Just now? Because that means class snatch is not going anywhere. Hang on. Oh, I'm that's looking a good it up. point. So maybe not, Mar- maybe not official official yet. One sec. You, you might, you might want to want to check with the Arsenal people because I know you guys wanted that man gone. <laughs> we wanted that man gone and we want Guendouzi gone and all that good stuff. Like we're screwed if they get a, a transfer ban. Guendouzi so it loan? Says, it's yeah, a loan with, with it. yeah. Uh, they have been handing. Uh, they've been given a transfer ban. I'm not sure if it kicks in immediately or in the yeah, summer. Yeah, might kick in the summer. That's why. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. maybe they want to stockpile players now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could make sense. Yeah, I mean, even if you're trying to stockpile players, I wouldn't stockpile Kalasnach. Yeah, but Kalasnach is a one-man so, stockpile. He, he, he's, I was going to say he's so stockpileable. <laughs> you literally stack glass yeah. matches they're so yeah. square and boxy um, but yeah it's interesting also I mean in terms of transfers I mean we've obviously all very tired of the Vlaovic Arsenal rumours and what his agent wants and what the player wants and what the club wants and Arsenal going to pay 300 million and blah 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 and you hear and you know Obviously, Arsenal fans, are, they're just the best line, you know, when they measure the angle of the sun and which direction, <laughs> you know, the wind is blowing today. And they talk about Vlaovic is like kind of two hands up to the fans. And people love to say it's him saying goodbye to the Fiorentina faithful as opposed to, sorry, I missed the penalty or whatever. You know, there's just all these rumors going on. Like his agent wants 18 million euros in commission. And someone on Twitter, an Arsenal fan on Twitter went, and he wants a whole Tomiyasu. <laughs> it's like, are you for real? Wait, who, who's Vlaovic's agent? Some dude from the same part of the world. I don't know. Like he made Serbian 18 million mafia. in commission? Serbian, Serbian mafia. Uh, Vlaovic's agent, David Torkia. 
Yeah. I don't know who that is. That's unbelievable. So I thought I thought Mino and Jordan Jorge were the ones like only so ones making rumors, real money. The, the rumors, Bernie, are seventy million euros to Fiorentina, eighteen mm-hmm. million euros to the agent, and fifteen million over four years or whatever to Vlaovic as wages. What? So this guy better be the next like Maradona. What? Like this is what you guys are supposedly going to pay? We're rich. <laughs> I mean. Wait, I, I, I like the kid. I think he's great. But well, this sounds like extortion. <laughs> I just, my, my issues, well, okay, first things first. If this happens, I don't think particularly think it's going to in this in this window, but if it does, no one's allowed to say anything about Stan Kroenke ever again. <laughs> like, yes. yep. he's, he's putting the money up, okay? And then the second thing is, Mohan and I have discussed this a, a number of times, but I just think after, over a certain price, it's not worth getting involved because the massive signings just don't work. Like, arguably, I think the Ronaldo to Real Madrid and Bale to Real Madrid for the first few years are probably the most successful signings at like that level of money. But generally, they just don't work, and it's a shambles. That's a good point. I can't yeah, think I of think... anyone like yeah, Pogba, big... disaster. Yeah. Pepe, disaster. Hazard, Hazard, disaster. Oh, Dembele, who who is is like, can someone? Yep. Monet, even though you don't watch Reasoning. them, I know you're Barca inclined. Can you explain mm-hmm. to me why Barcelona are allowing themselves to be held hostage by Usman Dembele? Sorry, but, it, so is Barca inclined a new identity? I was can just self-identify. Say, I was just gonna say Barca inclined looks like it should be on a form. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, male, female, Barca inclined. Crazy. <laughs> Um, so I don't know why they're worried about losing him. I think it's just the fact that you'd rather just keep paying him than trying to pay a replacement. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's just the transfer fees for another player because he's not worth it for sure. He's not. He's never been. He he wasn't like... It's almost, the problem is who's going to take him off your hands as well. You don't want him to go on a free because if he goes on a free, that means you need to splash out 30, 40 million on another winger that you just do not have. Or just don't <laughs> like like go through a couple years of austerity measures and come out the other side. Also, they spent fifty five million on Ferran Torres, right? Who they can't register, or I don't know if that's been fixed yet or not because well, they, of the yeah, they, They've registered. That's him. the guy. Put him on that right. Put him there or wherever. Like let him play there. He is yeah. playing there. He's just playing get there rid of him. Let him go. Drop a stinker versus Madrid. They 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 just don't need him. It's true. And the funny thing is that. Barcelona have offered him like a, a a reduction on his wages, right? Because his wages were extortionate in the first place. And he's basically his position is like, no, you've just spent fifty five million on Ferran Torres. Like, why would I take a reduction on my wages? But like the argument to that is, you never fucking play. You've spent the last four years being injured and playing Fortnite. Like, I don't know how you think you're valuable to this club. And, and I was gonna say he does play, just not specifically football, <laughs> or not or not football with his actual feet. <laughs> Yeah, so so every time every time you say you don't play, he goes, "Oh, I play." You check the stats online. I play a lot. Yeah, but it's it's I, I'm 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 struggling to understand this back and forth. Like, let him go to Newcastle, <laughs> which is the only team that'll take him. I like even if he's on a free, who is dumb enough to do this? Like I, Syria, well, someone in Syria, I guess I don't know. Maybe someone in Syria. Uh, I I just when we were talking about Juve earlier and. Um... I, I was thinking about like Paratici's fairly recent record of just like 
taking anyone who's on a free transfer and like he might do it maybe although as the last person i could see conte finding useful um but yeah newcastle just the answer to everything is newcastle yeah yeah wow wow yeah that's that's overall one of the worst transfers ever just from the sheer oh. nothing that they got back yes yeah, and I mean they've they've got two in the top ten. Coutinho, oh, as you Coutinho and, and Dembele, are like right there. But like Coutinho, Coutinho, I feel like there's enough of a proven track record that it's hard to predict that downfall when he arrives. To be fair with Bar- to be fair as well, like to the players, Barcelona do have a record of signing players that you think unbelievable and then they would just fail. And that could be a messy effect. That could be just the way Barcelona plays so specific that you better scout these players so carefully that they fit into your DNA or whatever. Correct. You like. You know, you look at Abra- Ibrahimovic, you look at Griezmann, you look at Coutinho. These are, even Frankie de Jong a little bit, he's not, you know, he's not tearing it up. And look at Malcolm. Thinking, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like these, <laughs> these players are good enough. And I can't be like, why did you sign Ibrahimovic, Coutinho, or Griezmann? Like, I, Griezmann was like the third best player in the world for like a couple of years. Like, I'm just thinking, it's just so specific the way they want to play that they have to be very careful on who they get and not just names. It's true. And it's been happening for years. Even, even if you go back to like Kleb, Chigrinsky, uh, Alex Songbelong is a bit of a stretch, but nonetheless, like yeah. he was a good player. They didn't, they definitely didn't need him. But on the, on the Zlatan one, it's, it's not the, oh, Zlatan is not good enough way for Barcelona. It's Eto plus 40 million. <laughs> I'm sorry. The yeah. accountant needs to be sacked on the spot, if not um, already. My favorite uh, Zlatan. Barcelona story is definitely the one where like was it either it was either Xavi or Pep basically told him like you can't show up in that car like they all get given a certain car by their car sponsor the or Audi. maybe it was Audi yeah and uh, so they all drive that in and everyone's car is the same and he was just like fuck off <laughs> <laughs> does not surprise me at all no lion mentality oh, man um so should we have a look, quick look at uh, the upcoming Premier League fixtures? Because it's just like there have been fixtures, but half the games have been postponed, and it just I don't know what's going on. Really, can you also let us know when the games are being played? Because I have no idea who's playing what day until I get a sure. message from you. Yes. So today you've got Brighton against Chelsea, which I think could be a very good game. That's this afternoon. So by the time you're hearing this, it's probably happened. Um, then tomorrow you've got Leicester at home to Spurs and Brentford at home to Manchester United. And then on the weekend, um, Watford, Norwich, Everton, Villa. That could be fun. Uh, Brentford, Wolves, Leeds, Newcastle and Manchester United, West Ham. Oh, and sorry, uh, Southampton, Man City and Arsenal, Burnley. And Crystal Palace, Liverpool. Sorry, there's so many games. What on earth is going on? There's also potentially the Arsenal-Liverpool on the Thursday the second leg if it goes through for the EFL Cup. We don't know if it will because Arsenal's kind of availability is an issue right now. Like we got the Spurs game postponed to the uh, to the boiling piss of all uh, of everyone um, online. But um, we might get the Liverpool game postponed as well. But if not, that will be a big one. After that nil-nil heroic defending performance at Anfield, that, that's going to be an exciting one. It, it will be. And I kind of think uh, Arsenal will win it at home that said like the the postponing thing is even funnier now because since postponing that game Arsenal have let two players go as we've discussed Klasnac and, and, and Pablo Mari so like if they then get this one called off it's gonna be an absolute joke Mate, we we loaned we loaned or sold like four players this January in the midst 
of a COVID crisis. And we're like, sorry, we have no players. What are we going to do? They're all leaving. Yeah. <laughs> not, a single, not a single one of these clubs is postponing is doing it in good faith. Not one. Yeah. So at this point, I'm like, let it be the Wild West. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but let, let, let's put this in perspective. Like Spurs fans online are like, oh, look, they're letting Pablo Marie leave. Pablo Marie has started two Premier League games this season and hasn't been in the squad 16 times. In yeah, the but entire that, squad that's obviously the not the point, though. No. That's obviously <laughs> not the point. Like, like, the point is, do you have players that could play the game? Yes. Okay. Like, I, if would you argue, need a I would argue Marie cannot play the game. <laughs> Because some people would be like, you don't have any strikers, so what? Put Murray up front. He's a he's a body. <laughs> Listen, don't don't say it too loud. It would will cancel the loan. <laughs> oh mate. But yeah, I mean the postponement thing has just completely spiraled out of control. Like everyone's just taking the piss now, but it's pretty funny. I wish well, they you, you, you also you also look at the FA Cup fixed like round, last round, whatever it was. There was like a gazillion games and they all went through. And they're like, okay, well if if you know, you think across three or four levels of English football, not a single game was postponed out of like a good twenty games. And then you tell me on either side of those, the Premier League is handing out, you know, um, things postponements left, right, and center. Just something doesn't add up. You know, you know why that is? Because in in EFL they like stopped uh, game day testing, so they're still doing some testing, but not nearly as much. And so they're just not catching the cases. Right. I think they should they should let people they should force people to play their youth players if they can't field first team players like enough Agreed. is enough it's ridiculous. It's, Agreed. It's Leeds ridiculous. have been doing it all season. Yeah, and that's why they suck. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at least they've got an excuse. Yeah, right? yeah, but there's too much there's too much money in the game now to like get relegated or miss out on top four because of this stuff. Like, there's too much money in that to be like, oh well, whatever. We're just like. Pretty much count the season as void, play youth, and let's start over. It, I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of relegation, just a just a quick note. Watford, uh, sorry, Norwich are now only one point off off of safety. I mean, they they've played a couple games more than the people around them, and and yeah, like, like seventeen like more seven games. games more than the Burnley because they never play. But like we we kind of wrote them off as as done and dusted, justifiably. But they got a little shout. No, no, no. The only the only reason they have a little shout is because they beat Everton last weekend. They're never gonna they're not gonna come up against a worse opposition again. It's fine. Listen, they've got a goal difference of minus thirty five. I'm just impressed Jeez. they're not like in the championship already. <laughs> just like just come back. Just just come back okay, and start start early. <laughs> they're out they're outperforming Derby from like two thousand and one or whatever. Good job. <laughs> just goes to show Daniel Farker was rubbish. Who's who's coming up, Fulham? And Bournemouth, so there's no? a lot of Fulham, Bournemouth, and Blackburn are right on their tail. In fact, Blackburn, Blackburn. has the same. We need Blackburn back. We need Blackburn yeah. back. Yeah, I'm well into a Blackburn revival well, story. If we I mean, Blackburn, I mean, they, sorry, sorry, can we just can I just make a small pun? Can yeah, we call him yeah. Blackburn? Wow, very good. Okay. Do you work for the Mirror? <laughs> back, but let's put that on the back burner. Oh. Oh. All right, uh, Alex, just just tell us the top six right now, and if any seventh or eighth are close enough in points, just read out the championship if you got it in front of you. I, I will do, but uh, first, who's uh, Justin Timberlake's favorite championship team? Bring it back, Burn. Sexy backland. Wow. Oh, that one. That one. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> The top six, Fulham, 51 points, Bournemouth and Blackburn, 49 points. And then you've got QPR, West Brom and Middlesbrough in the other playoff positions. Uh, QPR, West Brom and Middlesbrough need to go away. I have no interest in seeing any of them ever again. Yeah, I was, no. I was going to say QPR sounds good. 
no, no. Relative, no. relative to West Brom, Middlesbrough, sure. Yeah. But yeah. QPR yeah. coming back means there's a well. chance of Harry Redknapp coming back at some point in some role, <laughs> which I don't want. <laughs> Black Director of uh, Blackburn, Blackburn, it's been a while. Blackburn, it's been a while. I think they're they're kind of in my mind and when I was growing up a mainstay of the Premier League, like they were always there. Yeah. So yeah. Like Ollie. Patterson and stuff and yeah. Yes. David Dunn. Yeah, exactly. Bentley. Oh yeah, they had they had, they had some players. I, I enjoyed them. They tried to play. Uh, McCarthy. They yeah. tried. It's also it's also just a different kit. You know? Yeah. yeah which point. is nice. I like it. Plus two, wasn't two guy Blackburn? Yes. Oh, that, that was that was fun. That was fun. Old man couldn't do anything but just score golassos. <laughs> Loved it. A true true Afghan player. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> Him and Morton Gamps just were there, just pew 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 pew. No, no, I just remember. You know how I sometimes get upset for no reason, right? Um, yes, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember when Pedersen changed his name to Gams on the back of his shirt and I got upset. I just got like, who do you think you are? You know what I mean? He thinks he's Pele or something. I I, kind of got something like that when they stopped calling Idrissa gay and they put Ghana on the back of his shirt. I was like, what is this? (laughs) Why? I don't know. It just irritated me so much. That that could have been a banter avoidance move on his part, to be fair. (laughs) It could have. Speaking of which, there's an American youth player, and I only know this because Mohamed told me the other day there was an MLS super draft, so I was like, all right, I'll have a look at that. So I looked it up, and one of the top players drafted was a kid called Bender, and I was just like, you did very well to grow up in North America, not the UK, because that would have been horrendous. (laughs) Yeah, well, except in the America, they would have just kept saying Fender Bender every time. (laughs) Not as bad, not as bad as the UK. Yeah, like any time he gets in a tackle, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this, but you guys are right about the whole like the fixtures are just on top of each other. You can't even keep track. You'll be sitting there peacefully, and then there's someone will remind you there's actually a game on a random Monday or Tuesday or any day of the week. Yeah, it's getting a bit crazy. And FPL is impossible because yeah, you try and make some picks. If you if you even know what game week it is, you try and make some picks, and then half the games are called off. And it's just like I meh. still have Salah. I haven't I haven't even bothered. <laughs> Well, he'll be back very soon. So. <laughs> I think he's still my captain. Even I, I, I gotta go log in and see what's going on. I'm killing it, man. I'm I'm fifth in our what sixty player uh, league. I'm doing this is the best season I've ever done. Oh yeah, by a mile. This is your best. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, like everything you do works out. Bowen and but but yep. he's your main guy right now. Yeah, and I've got Mount for today. He better do something. Hmm. He's is he even gonna start today? Uh, well, he just had two game. He had two games this game week. I'm like, he'll start one of them. So I made him captain. Captain, okay. Yeah. Well, as long as it's not Lukaku, you're fine. So. Yeah, yeah, he's too expensive. Any shit. Uh, let's <laughs> wrap up. Speaking of shit strikers, let's wrap up with a quick mention of Aubameyang, who is having. Oh, he's going to say Ronaldo. The, I was so world. excited. I was so excited. I don't oh talk God. about that guy. Um, <laughs> Aubameyang is having like the worst year. Mm-hmm. Out of any any part, just like, not even just on a football level, but just on an everything level. Like he had malaria, had a hundred terrible performances, no goals. Mm-hmm. Then he got COVID. Arsenal sent him away to train on his own. Then sent him to the African Cup of Nations early. Then he got COVID and like went out. And and Gabon have sent him back from the African Cup of Nations. He's got nowhere to go. 
Yeah, disciplinary issues with arriving late to that Tottenham game. There's just, yeah, a lot has gone down. So is his contract up in the summer? No, one more year, I think. So Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. You have to deal with it's this like a Z. It's like a Z that's out in the summer. Yeah. So, Aubameyang to Marseille. Book it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, good point. Back with the Gunduzi. He likes Gunduzi. They were friends. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, short and sweet? Yep. Yeah. Just, just, the, way I, just the way I like it. <laughs> good to know. Um, <laughs> Thank what you, you saved me from talking about Ralph, so like this is I'm I'm very happy today. That there will be plenty of chances in the future. No, trust, trust, me, trust me, there will. Ralph's <laughs> relegated Reds, starting with uh, uh Brent, what's that, Brentford or whatever. <laughs> uh, all right, thanks, lads. We'll chat again yeah, soon. All right, have a good one. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.